All right, good morning. Thank you for being here. We have a hip opening practice today by request. So we'll start on your back in Supta Baddha Konasana. Take a few moments to arrive in your body. Soles of your feet together, knees out to the side. If you have blocks and you'd like to place blocks underneath your knees, that's a good way to ease into things. And bring one hand to your heart, one hand to your navel. Feel your breath move along your center line. Since this is a morning practice, we won't be here too long in this resting pose. Let's see if you can energize it to, just by moving your breath in that intention. And since this is a podcast, if you're taking this later in the day, possibly before bed, which would be another good time to do hip openers, then maybe you let your breath Move into something that calms your nervous system. You set an intention with your breath, with what you're paying attention to. The breath can both energize and calm. But like everything else, it depends on the meaning we attach to it. That in itself is a useful practice. To notice what meaning we're giving to things, to our practices, to our emotions, our thoughts. Stay with the intention of your breath, what it's here to do for you right now. Bring your knees together, hug them into your chest. After a little bit of time open, they may need to move slowly. Catch your knees or your shins, rock a little side to side. And make some circles of your low back. One knee in each hand, and you'll spin the leg bones around. And if you're doing this at home, you may have to dodge your dogs or cats that somehow love to get interested in this particular posture. You're not alone. I'm currently holding the dog's head out of the uh, range of the leg circles. So you do what you need to do. Get the circles to you know, just whatever range of motion is possible without pain. And then coming back into center, you cross your right foot over the left thigh. So like reclined pigeon, but you can let your legs drop side to side as if belly twisting pose. I guess it's belly twisting pigeon, which sounds like a dish you might get at a not so... Uh, clean establishment. <laughs> but 
belly twisting pigeon it is. I used to teach private yoga to a chef, and he would always say, Pigeon, you mean squab? And that was. I ended up doing the whole practice of what all these things would be, what dishes they would be if they were a dish. It got a little gross. <laughs> and come back to center and we'll switch sides. Left foot over right. Side to side. And massage for the low back. Also, if there's any kind of potent spot along the way that you feel a knot, any tension, you can pause and breathe there. We'll take two more rounds. Making your way back to your center. Hug knees into your chest. And, and arms out to the sides. We'll take belly twisting pose. Knees together. Hug them tightly. If you have a block, slide the block between your knees. And hug in on it. So you're using inner thigh, inner hip muscles, as well as your abdominals. One more round through with your breath. And we'll come back to center. And if you have a block, take out from between your knees. And hug nose to knees and knees to nose. And as you inhale, extend out long. So sacrum, rib cage, back of your head on the floor. Your arms could reach straight up. Your legs could reach straight up. You could also reach them out in full body length. But curl in wherever you're reaching with your arms and legs. When you inhale, align your spine, your rib cage, your head on the floor so your lowest ribs pull down. Arms and legs don't have to go that far out. You curl in. In fact, if you're short on space, just go knees to right angles and reach the arms. I mean, cactus. But focus on your spine. Pulling down to the floor. It's been fun over the course of, of time to see the different spaces we all practice in. And, you know, try to get creative with laundry rooms and you know, library nooks and the space between the bed and the closet. Right, so get creative. Main thing with these arms and leg reaches isn't the arms and legs, it's the abdominals pulling in, head, rib cage, and sacrum down. Have one more round. And then release down slow and rock a little side to side from hip to shoulder and hip to shoulder. Right. So you've got the whole body rocking.
And then we'll come back to center. Knees to nose, nose to knees. You're gonna rock up and back, making your way around to down dog. So some of us will wanna just go right directly to down dog, do not pass go. Some of us have a few rocks on the spine. Maybe you wanna cross your feet, roll through to chaturanga. Make your way through any flow of breath and body that leaves you in down dog with your gaze set between your feet. And your eyes set to one point, soft. Let's everything else slow down. So we have this drishti point. Just one spot that we're looking at. But the eyes are soft and aware of everything in your field of vision. And like everything else in yoga, there's a duality there. You're focused, but there's general freedom as well. When we set the eyes and let the external stimuli recede, we can focus more on what's going on inside. And you'll notice when your eyes start around, when something catches your attention and takes it out, it diminishes the poses, the work we can put into them. When you notice, it's, it's a good thing you've noticed. So you bring it back and start with setting the eyes. At one point, let them soften. And get your breath in and out. Let that rhythm take you. Start with just high plank to down dog flow so that you're rocking forward into your high plank. Inhaling. And you press back to your down dog. Exhaling. Moving with your breath. And the way that the drishti works as you transition is as if there were a, a stripe down the center of your mat and out onto the floor on both sides. You're just following along that stripe with your gaze. Forward and back at the same pace of your body, the gaze ending between your feet and down dog. And setting it a spot out in front of your mat on the floor in the high plank. And in between, it just traces that stripe. One more time. And then exhaling back to down dog, you're gonna walk your hands back to your feet. So you're taking a rag doll at the back of your mat. Walk your feet a bit apart, maybe even mat distance apart. If you're taller, they go wider. And for this one, bring your forearms to your thighs. Let your head drop. When you inhale, you're going to sit your hips low and lift your chest. So we're dropping into maybe like a half squat, a demi squat. And then press into your feet as you exhale, lift your hips, let your head drop. And you do that again. You inhale, sit back, lift your chest. And you exhale. Inhale, 
exhale. Inhale, sit. Exhale, fold arms still on the legs. Stay. Just let the arms support the weight of your upper body, even if you're super flexible. Bend your knees and let the arms create that resting for the rib cage that allows the upper back to soften. Head to drop heavy. Release your hands. Walk them out into down dog. And we're going to take some warming of the hip joint. What you're going to do with your exhale, come forward to that high plank again, bringing your right leg in so that it taps your right tricep or right shoulder like for crow. And then inhale back to down dog. So exhale forward into the plank. The knee comes up towards the left shoulder. And then step back. So you've got a few more of those, like you're bringing yourself into the plank and then trying to climb onto your right shoulder with your right knee. And then step back. And then forward to the high plank, left knee to left shoulder, like you're trying to climb on. And back to down dog. I mean, if you want to climb on, you can. Imagining it is enough for me. Right knee to right shoulder, you pull it in and up, so you're moving the leg out to the side using the external muscles that lift the leg out to the side, but also inner leg muscles to hug the knee in toward the arm. One more time. And yes, I realize this is not what was requested when uh, hips were requested, but we'll get there. This will warm us up for it. And back to down dog. Have a breath. Let it go. And look forward and walk forward to ragdoll. Have your feet wide. Wrap your arms around one another and sway side to side. And you can sway a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways to do it. To work into your hips, bend one knee then the other. Let the hips be the focus of the sway. So that you're actually moving your hips side to side. Sometimes we do the spine moving side to side, or the, the whole body. <laughs> An idea here, let it focus in on the hips and, and how they move, and what muscles get involved, which ones are opening, which ones are working. And come back to center slowly. Release hands to mat. Walk your feet together. They could touch. They could also simply be close. Right, so you choose what makes you feel balanced, steady in your body. You press into your feet and roll up to standing. Mountain pose. As your feet press down, leg muscle lifts up. Shoulders soften and arms go wide to make that feel like floating in your upper body. When you exhale, fold forward, bend at your knees, send your hips back so that you can bring your chest to your thighs, then let your head drop. 
When you inhale, lift halfway, flat back. Walk your feet a bit apart then to step your right foot back into a low lunge. Here, your knee could come down. You'll lift your chest and your arms as you breathe in. You could go cactus arms, that's nice for your shoulders. Then hands to your mat. Step back, you could go to down dog or low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, we'll meet up in down dog. Then look to your right hand, step your right foot up. We're coming to a high lunge, bend your back knee, pull your abdominals in, float your chest and your arms. And then fold forward, hands to the front of your mat, really press into your right foot to step your left foot up. Feet together, you breathe in. Halfway lift with the intention of floating, of lifting, of energizing through your back muscles. And then exhale, fold down and in. Abdominals pull in, press all the breath out. As you press your feet down, inhale, roll up to standing mountain pose. Squeeze your legs, lift your chest. Arms wide, shoulders soft. Bow with your exhale. Bend at your knees, send your hips back. Breathe in, lift halfway. You get there and then walk your feet a bit apart. Left foot back. Bring your knee down or let it hover. With your inhale, your chest lifts. So it's your chest that then just brings your arms up. Hands to your mat. We'll step back. Lower push up. Breathe in. Breathe out. Left foot forward. Press down into your feet. Reach up high lunge. Back knees bending so that you can access that glute muscle. Squeeze it. And then hands to the floor slow. So to slow things down, keep pressing into your feet. And press more into your left foot. Step your right foot up. Feet are together. You breathe in. Lift halfway. Breathe out, fold down. Do that again, but we'll start with Utkatasana. So chair pose, sit back, lift your chest up. Arms float up at a diagonal or maybe cactus arms. You bow with your exhale. Breathe in to lift halfway, walk your feet a bit apart. Right leg back, low lunge. You press into your feet, abdominals in, you lift your chest, maybe your arms. And then hands to your mat, low push up. So arms are always in the decoration. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Just make sure that whatever you're decorating your pose with is not painful. Down dog, breathe out. Right foot forward. You come up, high lunge, strong legs, light chest, light arms. Then your hands down towards the front of your mat. Press into your front foot to lift your back foot. You step feet together, breathe in, lift halfway. And bow forward, breathe out. Ukatasana, chair pose, sit back. 
Lift your chest, arms at a diagonal, you reach, and soften your shoulders. Fold with your exhale, chest to thighs, abdominals in. And breathe in, lift halfway, walk your feet a bit apart. And then left leg back. Press into your feet, drawing through your abdominals to float your chest. And let your arms arrive. And hands to your mouth. You can take the down dog or low push-up, anything in between. Breathe in for your back bend. As you breathe out, press your hands down and go lightly back to down dog. And your left foot forward. Rest down into your feet, lift up your abdominals, through your chest, fan out your hands, and then hands to your mat. Up in front, step your back foot up, feet together. You breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold down. Sit your hips back, Ukatasana, chair pose. When you exhale, twist, going to the right, you'll tap your left elbow to your right knee. Inhale, reach center. And exhale, twist, other side. Inhale, reach up to center, Ukatasana. Abdominals in, heart up. We'll bow with the exhale. And then inhale, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, low push-up, breathe out. Breathe in, facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Right foot forward. Reach up, warrior one. We're gonna go with the exhale into warrior two. Pause here and bring your hands to your hips. So the shoulders off the hook, but also notice the alignment of your pelvis. So for a lot of us, the left hip will be a little higher than the right. We're gonna work on that. Press into your back foot, squeeze your back leg, and feel your left hip drop from that action. Right? So when we create action in the body, we want it to come from the ground up. Rather than thinking to ourselves about how to straighten out the hip, we start at the ground, start at what's most important to the structure. Right, squeeze the back leg and then left hip will drop a bit. If it's, if it's not feeling super level, if you're feeling like it's still really kind of high in the air, really sassy hip, you might need a different stance. You might need a, a shorter or longer stance. And press into your front foot and pull with your front heel. That will also help to level and will bring you deeper into the pose. Stay low. We're gonna float the arms up, if you like, and go palms up, elbows softly bent, so that your elbows are lower than your shoulders. For most of us, that's gonna be the right positioning in general. And for some of us with shoulder injury, that's just gonna be the only position because our bones are made to move a lot in the shoulder joint, and we want to give them 
an ease in this particular angle so that what we can do with palms up is imagine trays on the hands and you're holding those trays with your chest lifting, your abdominals lifting, your upper back sliding down. Give your imagination a workout. You've got these heavy trays loaded with whatever your favorite is. And keep the action at center rather than in the shoulder joint itself. Next inhale, take a reverse. Reach the right arm up, left hand to your hip. Make sure that stays down. And then soft on your right shoulder. So it could be that the shoulder wants to climb up near the ear. Let it soften. You might bend your elbow. Breathe here into your side body. The thing we're trying to make space between here is the hip and the rib cage. And the shoulder just stays in its natural place. Let's you ease up tension around the neck. So you breathe into your side body. Exhale, cartwheel down, press your feet into the floor as you move your body into the hands down, then step back, low push-up. Now the hands press the floor. Breathe in for upward facing dog. Breathe out to down dog. Step your left foot forward. Climb up to warrior one. Then you'll open it into warrior two. And again, hands to your hips. And you notice your initial setup, and, and maybe your hips are perfectly square and level. For most of us, the right hip will have that tendency to lift up. Start at your back foot, press it down, squeeze the leg. Notice any difference. And checking in with your front knee, be sure it's over the ankle, same direction as the second and third toe. Pull into your front heel. And so what that take you is low as you're gonna get, in a warrior two stance right now, which may be different than every other warrior two you've ever done. When you're there, you can bring your arms up. And let's again go palms up, elbows softly bent. So you've got those trays that you're holding from your abdominals, the lift of your chest. But the shoulder joint and the neck stay really soft. Work being done from your legs in the center of your body. Allows the arms to have freedom. And breathe in and out, follow your breath. What quality is it giving this pose? What's it saying to you? What are you saying with it? Exhale, stay low. When you inhale, reverse. Right hand to your hip. And the left shoulder staying down away from the ear lets you reach more through the side body. So as the arm kind of bends, you fan your fingers, it stays alive. Right? It's not floppy up there. But it's also not doing the pooling action. The opening action is happening in your ribcage. It's kind of like an accordion opening up. And then when you exhale, cartwheel your hands, but keep pressing your feet into the mat until the hands arrive. <laughs> Breathe all the way out. Breathe all the way in. Breathe out, downward facing dog pause.
take notice of how you feel. Take your right foot and turn it out to the corner. So both feet in down dog were parallel. And you turn your right toes to about two o'clock. If you if you still use a clock face, or you could think like forty five degree angle if you if you like math and protractors. <laughs> Bend your left knee. And send your right hip up and back. Most of us will find something good there to breathe into. And out from. Have your eyes set at that point between your feet still. Press your hands down and forward, your hip up and back. And then back to center, feet parallel. And the other side, you turn left toes out to about 10 o'clock. The, the angle is, is totally up to you. Uh, an angle that allows your ankle and knee to feel comfortable. It gives you that rotation of the hip. You bend your right knee and send the left hip up and back. You can feel the outer hip. Muscles along the IT band. And comb through. your hands down forward, the hip up and back. And on an inhale, unwind back to center. I'm going to take feet wide and hands to touch at center and walk your hands in a little bit. So there's less weight in your hands, a little more in your feet. So a little more like a straddle fold, less weight in the arms. You're going to then trace your right hand back toward your left foot. Maybe it touches the foot, maybe it can go so far as the ankle. Maybe it slides up the leg a bit or down to the heel. Look under your left arm. Set your gaze somewhere on the wall. Let it soften or the, or the fence or maybe you're, maybe you're by the ocean. You can set your gaze to the ocean. That'd be rad. On your inhale, unwind. Come back to center. And switch sides, let the hand trace. Maybe catches the right foot, the right shin. Maybe all the way up to the, the thigh if that's more comfortable. You could also leave the hand on the floor. The twist is what we're going for. Looking under the arms, such a gaze at whatever's there. But soften it so that you've got a single point of focus. The eyes look steady without bouncing around, let you focus your awareness inward. On an inhale, unwind, come back to center. Feet back to hip distance. You'll take your right leg up behind you for three-legged dog. And then a big step to a low lunge outside your right hand. So wide lunge, back knee can come down. You're gonna then turn your right toes to that angle again, the two o'clock or the 45 degrees, somewhere in there. Walk your left hand a little forward of your shoulder. So the left hand gives you a support that's 
a little bit of a diagonal. Right hand will come to your right thigh for a twist. Or you could bend your back knee and catch your back foot if you like. Only if you like. When you're catching your foot, you could pull the heel in towards your bum for the more hip flexor stretch. Or kick the foot into your hand. Look across the sh front of the shoulder gets an opening. Set your gaze somewhere here too. So this is moving in a lot of directions, this particular pose. Helpful to pick one spot. And let your attention, your awareness go with your breath. Inhale, unwind slowly. You're gonna walk your right foot in and shift your hips back to half monkey god. You can flex your front foot, toes straight up. You could also, if you want more outer hip work, maybe you don't need so much hamstring work, you want the outer hips to get involved, turn the toes off to that same angle. Here, let your head drop. Let your gaze set toward the back of your mat the eyes at one point, soft. And that's a real skill that we have to practice. A single pointed focus. It's not laser focus. Still awake and aware. Still some freedom. But without distraction. Inhale, come forward slowly to a low lunge. And step back. Low push-up or down dog, you choose. If you're going to, well, if you're going to either one, squeeze your back leg tight, pick up the knee before you step. Breathe in for up dog. Breathe out for downward facing dog. Pause and feel the two sides of your body. Take your left leg up, three-legged dog. Then a big step outside your left hand. Back knee down. Turn your toes, or left toes, to the corner. You walk your right hand slightly out in front of you, and it could be on a block, it could be on the floor, but it's definitely out from underneath your shoulder joint. You don't want to have you know, the shoulder joint bearing the, the brunt of this. So you twist left hand to left thigh. Press down into your standing hand, the right hand forward, like down dog. And then if you like, you bend your knee, you catch your foot. Again, pulling it in toward your hip for more hip flexor opening. Press out toward the back wall for more shoulder opening there. And then set your gaze somewhere. I go with my, my hand on the floor, the thumb there, the center of the gaze, just to keep the neck soft. You choose a spot, one spot. And you breathe. Drishti has always been a component of the yoga practice, but it's not just a yoga thing. It's 
with any endeavor that we're, we're engaging in. Get this idea of a focus that you stay with. You put your energy into letting the other things that are maybe in your field of vision that you're aware of fall softly to the side. You still know they're there. The world is around us. But you have an intention and focus. Unwind this slowly. Come back to center for half monkey. You're going to walk the front foot in line with the hip. Then shift your hips back. You stay with toes pointing straight up or you could rotate the foot out to the side for a little more hip opening. And again, you let the gaze drop and set towards the back of your mat. And sometimes the gaze point like in this one, that's really going to affect the quality of the pose. Most of us will try to look forward or even at our mat, which is still slightly craning the neck. So when you set your gaze to the back of the mat, A, it's not easy. And B, you actually get more of this release of the upper back that's beneficial to what we're doing. So for sure, Trishti is, is a mental component of the practice. It's also physical, and it, and it bridges the two. Inhaling and rock forward into your low lunge. Your gaze will set out on the floor in front of you. Again, that's going to help you stay structurally sound in your body as you lift your back knee and step back to a low push-up. The gaze stays trained forward on the floor. Breathe in, upward-facing dog. Your gaze sets slightly ahead of you in the distance. A little bit up, but not too much. And then down dog. Again, you're tracing your eyes down that stripe down the center of your mat to the space between your feet. Have a breath in. Let your gaze be focused, but soft. And breath out. Come down to your knees and turn to a comfortable side of your mat or your room, wherever you can get a straddle in. And if getting a wide-legged straddle in is not gonna happen in the space you're in, uh, then you're going to bring yourself uh, to butterfly. Feet together, knees out. Still a straddle, just with the uh, the alternate variation. Either way, you're going to lift up. You might slide your bum bones back a bit so that you have room to then fold forward. And let your gaze drop. So for some of us, the gaze dropping will be at the mat. If you're pretty high up in the pose, right, put your arms at the center of the pose means you'll take your hands off of your shins or your knees or anything like that and bring your arms to a center line. Maybe your arms rest on a block or you, your dog lays in exactly the right spot and you can lay your arms on your dog. But it could be if you're pretty high up that your gaze is at your mat. If you're pretty down low, if your forehead center can rest on the floor for instance, then you'll close your eyes. 
That's a pretty good uh, kind of standard with yoga. If you can rest your forehead center, close your eyes. Let the breath move in and out. Follow it with the eye of your mind. Notice what it's doing for you. This is the beginning of your day. Let the breath be an energizer that awakens. If this is more toward the close of your day and getting ready for sleep, let your breath be soft, gentle, wave-like rocking that calms your nervous system. Inhale, slowly come up. We're going to fold the legs into seated cross-legged. We'll finish today's practice with seated meditation unless you prefer Shavasana. So this is where it's totally up to you. Shavasana is always a good place to finish, so go there if that appeals to you. It's also nice, particularly the beginning of the day, to keep that sense of energy and calm alertness that you've developed. Use it to sit comfortably in your body. You can let your eyes set to a point in front of you, out of distance on the floor that's comfortable for your neck, or you can close your eyes. And we'll take our practice of 10 good breaths. So whether you're lying down or sitting up, the first five I'll count, we'll focus intently on. And the second five, you'll simply watch your own breath. Empty completely here. And then have a full breath in, fill as much as you can. And all the way out. As much as you can empty and then some. That's one. Then you breathe in again. And you breathe all the way out and then some. That's two. Feel your lungs, feel your body spread out. All the way out. That's three. All the way in. And all the way out. Spread your body as much as you can, as tall as you go, as wide as you go. When you breathe out, press your leg bones down, your sitting bones down, on your back, your whole body down. Empty, that's five. You're really empty. Then you have five breaths to simply watch. Count your exhale so you stay here.
You've completed your five breaths. Seal your practice by bringing hands to heart center. A moment to acknowledge yourself, your heart, who you are. Thumbs to forehead center. And bring heart to mind. Joining both in your body. Thank you so much for practicing with us. Namaste.